Hey, Joe. Hi, Mike. <laughs> That's this is so fake. What are you talking about? This is this is the new <laughs> nice Joe. I'm nice. Joe said, "I'm in such a bad mood. Let's just get this thing over with." <laughs> Why are you exposing my secrets on the air? Hey, everybody. I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. And each week we call one another and we just catch up. Mike, I don't know what you're talking about. I am a nice guy. I, You know what? I want to be one week. It could be this week or it could be another week. I want to be the sweet one who everyone just says nice things to. And then you be the true bitter queen that you are when you're not recording this show. Okay. I'll cut you off with I'll cut you off with my banal banter. Mike, you are constantly cutting me off. I don't even believe <laughs> For those of okay. you who don't know and you didn't listen to the mini episode, we had someone say that I'm always cutting Mike off. I I'm not saying that I don't cut you off. I think we cut each other off. Yeah. Maybe I cut you off a little bit more, but you cut me off too. It's not like you're like waiting letting me finish. I I'm I have no problems with how you cut me off. So don't don't worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> so how are you? How was your week? It's been pretty good. Last week I uh, hung out with my friend Beth, mm -hmm. and she told me she sends her son. She has a, a four year old son. He goes to like, a Christian school, and around Palm Sunday they uh, they cast him in the role of Jesus in the school play. That's a big role. Yeah, it is a pretty big role, and he tells her. Uh, they cast me at Jesus, and I found out people didn't really like Jesus. And then Beth was like, I know, and then they killed him. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, she ruined the end. And they're like, no! And it's like, was inconsolable. And she, he was like, she, she thought that they had told him the whole story, and he didn't know that Jesus had died. And he right. was freaking out. Well, he's just baby Jesus, too. He's not like... He didn't have to do, like, a crucifixion scene. No. They right? had, no, they did the fun Jesus where he goes into the town and they praise him with uh, palm tree leaves. Mm -hmm. So I love how that's the most exciting highlight of my week was <laughs> a story about a little kid. What happened to you this week? Well, I got Grinder back, actually. Well, let me tell you. First of all, let me tell you. I went to the theater, actually. Um, last week, I said that I had nothing planned and I wanted to make it an exciting week. And the only real exciting thing that I did is I – so I already in the past had purchased uh, season tickets for a local theater. So I called the theater and um, switched my tickets to this week for this show that they're playing. They're, it's a Tom Stoppard play, um, the, the Coast of Utopia trilogy. And I went to the theater. I go all alone. Um, it's a small little theater. And usually there's no problem like – I've talked to people that sat around me a couple of times, but sometimes I just keep to myself and it's not a big deal. But this time, Joe, I got sat next to this older man, like a just a stereotypical Berkeley hippie man, probably in his like 60s or early 70s. So he started talking to me and I knew I knew the character just by looking at him when he came to sit down and we were like in the middle of a row. So I was already sandwiched in and it would have been like I I couldn't move. And he starts talking to me and he's like, oh, Tom Stoppard, you know, have you seen this before? And I was like, no, I've, I've never seen it. I actually know very little about it. And then he starts quizzing me like, 
Tom Stoppard wrote Arcadia. Did you have you seen Arcadia? Have you read Arcadia? I was like, no, never. And then he names like other one like random things from Tom Stoppard that I had never heard of. And I'm like, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> At one point, I'm like, didn't he write Shakespeare in Love though? <laughs> like, trying to just tell like signal to the guy that I'm not. I don't know, as intellectual as he wants me to be. Wait, so did maybe... Tom Stoppard really write Shakespeare in Love? Yeah, you didn't know oh, that? I didn't know that. So he's like going off down this long list. I'm like, no, I've never, I've never. And then he starts naming authors I've never heard of. And he, then, so this play is about um, like the philosophical philosophical debates that happen before the revolution in Russia in like the 1800s. And he starts going down this list. Have you ever read, I'm making this up, but have you ever read Sermakov and I'm like no never even heard of Sermakov have you ever read Dubkovsky and Rajkevitz I don't know all these like things I've never even heard of and like at one point don't you think you would get the point or get the wouldn't you pick up that the guy you're talking to doesn't know these things and you would stop doing that it was like 20 minutes of him saying have you ever read this have you ever done that have you ever all of these things and the answers were no always always no and then right before the lights go down he says to me, um, shipwreck. So it's a, the coast of utopia. It's a trilogy. And this play we were watching was called shipwreck. And right before the lights go down, he's like, shipwreck is an appropriate title. Cause nobody's going to get out of this one alive. Like totally ruining everything. I just hated this man so much. So anyways, at intermission, I get up and I leave the theater because I didn't want to be near this man anymore. And I kind of I go outside onto the street and I'm like with all the smokers and I get on Grinder because I just installed Grinder back on my phone kind of out of boredom. And I'm kind of disgusted that I did it. And when I got on Grinder, I started chatting with this guy that was really close to location wise to me. And then the play goes starts again. So I go back in. I watch the end of the play without incident. And then afterward, I started chatting with this guy that I met during the intermission. And he was in the play that I was watching. And it was just a little bit weird because his picture doesn't look like the exact picture. Like, I'm not sure if I'm getting catfished or something because he doesn't look exactly like the person. But he told me the character name that he was playing. And I, like, looked in the program to make sure it was who I thought it was. But... We've been chatting still. I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm back on the grinder train. Have you met him? No, in person, no. Just oh, you've never met him in person. Oh, only chatting. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, his picture on Grinder is, like, kind of clean cut. And then this play is, like, I told you, like, 1800s Russia. So it's, like, he has a full beard and um, whatever. But so when I was watching the play, nobody in the play was good looking or handsome because they were all, like... I don't know, too too much of a bear for me because they're all like Russian and hairy. I don't know. But maybe maybe we will. But the point of that story is that I'm back on Grinder. Here's a question. Do you think that the 60, 70-year-old guy, do you think maybe he was flirting with you? That that was his weird, no. creepy, 1970s gay-style flirting? No, I didn't get I didn't get a flirty vibe, and I didn't get a gay vibe either. I think he just was, like, trying to have small Oh, I talk. just assumed he was gay. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but hippies are, like, just... If he was a gay, older hippie, 
it's hard for me. They don't. They fall off the gaydar because they're wearing their like strappy sandals, showing their toes and stuff, and that's not, you know, a fashionable gay. Oh, that's how he was dressed. Ugh, God. Yeah, Ugh. in his like North Face jacket and uh, his. I would have gotten yeah. up and walked away from him just for dressing like that. I would. He wouldn't even gotten to talk to me. It's assigned seating, so I didn't have a choice. I would have left. I would have been in the play. I would have joined the play just so I wouldn't have to talk to him. Yeah. So Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is you reminded me when you were talking about the type of person that this guy is, my friend Adam got really mad at me the other day because he said I'm, I, I'm super critical of, like, San Francisco people and that, like, I'm I, – I, I criticize them for criticizing L.A., but I'm no better than they are. And then he hung up on me. I doubt that he just hung up on you. He hung up on me. He hung huh. up on me. Then, you, you know, you said um, in the in the story, you said that maybe the guy's catfishing you. Yeah. Okay. I, so I want to talk about this guy. Now. Okay. So let, let me see. So let me get the story straight. You went to this play. The Berkeley guy was talking your ear off and kind of, it sounded like he was being condescending because you didn't know who Tom Stoppard was. Correct? Right. Did, did, now, after, dur- okay. So during intermission, did he, um, talk to you at all? I know you went, you ran away from him, but when you, yeah, came I back, ran away and I came back as late as possible. Now, how about when the play was over? Was he like, see, see? No, when the play was over, I like stood up and turned the other direction so I could like leave in front of him. Was so, he there by himself? Yeah. We both were, we both had single seats. Okay. Um, so anyway, you, when you, so you met a guy during intermission on Grinder. So he, so yeah. he was theoretically backstage on Grinder. On Grinder. Yeah. How, but see, that's something that I don't know if red flag's the right word, but I think it's a little bit weird because it's almost as if he knows he's cruising the people that are in the audience in a way. I kind of feel that the people who do those shows get off on that. Yeah, it would be, I mean, if he had like his headshot that matched the program as his grinder picture, or if he had a picture that looked like him in the play, I would think for sure he was that guy. But his picture was, is like from his, like the top of his nose to like his waist. So it's not like super obvious who he is. And then his beard is not a huge Russian beard. It's trimmed down. So like, he could be, in a way, trying to disguise it, but I understand what you're saying. Okay, do, now you tried looking for him after, so after, when you get back for the next part of the show, did you try looking for him in the play? No, see, he didn't tell me he was in the play the oh, first half. I found, so you, oh. we just had like a, the hey, how are you doing, back and forth, got big plans for this weekend sort of thing, and the play started, so I like turned my phone off, and then after the play... Uh, he asked, like, what do I do for work? And I asked what he did. And he was like, I'm a professional actor. And I was like, I was just at the theater and you and that and we were close in location. And he was like, yeah, I, I was in that show, whatever. Oh, now let me ask you a different question. Well, actually more of a story. So you said he got catfished. Let me tell you this. I hate that fucking that movie catfish. I have a friend. It's a woman. She's very pretty. But she dated one of those catfish guys, and he's such okay. a fucking d bag. Ugh, he's so gross. So With his creepy. tramp stamp. Is it the main guy? Yeah, she dated the main guy. Okay. He's he has such a, a tramp creepy... stamp, by the way. That's the best I part of the it. whole movie. 
I believe it. He's a creepy douche. Like, so creepy, so slimy, so slithery, oily. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Like, I'm even getting shivers just thinking about him. He's gross. If I were him, I'd catfish people because he's gross. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, it's funny that you had this weird grind. It's so funny how, you know, like the, you know, one of the things, one of the things you learn in the Course in Miracles is that all minds are joined. And it's funny is <laughs> what's so funny? All minds are joined. You're right. All minds are joined. It's just so silly. I know that you truly believe that stuff. It's just silly to me. Sorry for laughing. I'm telling you this right now. There are so many people out there who listen to our show because gay guys love this shit. So I think I have the vast majority of gay people with me anyway. Okay. Good. So all minds are joined. I, you know, I go, I have this bizarre, not bizarre. I think I have a very typical relationship with Grinder or Scruff or Jacked or any of those things. By the way, Jacked is the worst. Never yeah. use Jacked. Okay, it's horrible. J-A-C-K-D. Yes. Apostrophe D, actually. Um, that's horrible. Do, do you like that one? No, I I downloaded it, and I like barely even set up a profile. I'm the same way. I played with it for like 10 minutes, and then I went on Jacked. No, <laughs> that was a dumb joke. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get it, but then when you said it was a joke, I rethought it. Um. Anyway, I, my app of choice this weekend that I went back on was Scruff. So I go on this Scruffed, or Scruff, sorry. I go on Scruff. I, I've mentioned this before. The only people who message me on these things are like disabled veterans. <laughs> well, you remember, if I can interject... When I reloaded Grinder onto my phone, the very first person that messaged me was in a wheelchair. And it, his I don't even know why he messaged me because his profile said he was looking for other dudes on wheels. It's funny. You know what? They're, around here in L.A., um, you know, on Grinder, there's a guy that everybody I know in West L.A. has seen. He's actually an okay-looking guy. He's probably in his 30s, but he's in a wheelchair and he's flexing his muscles in the picture, right? Mm -hmm. Now I've never messaged him, but my cousin, um, I have the, my cousin Richard. I have this cousin. He's gay and he's a week younger than I am. Mm -hmm. He was on Grinder, and we everyone's seen this guy. Well, the wheelchair guy messaged Richard, and Richard was like talking to him. Not being, it sounds weird. Richard wasn't really attracted to him, but he kept talking to him because he was in a wheelchair. But the guy was a total asshole and was really? like, "Oh yeah, like." Uh, you, you horny? Like, he was like the gross grinder guy. He's like, you horny? Show me your dick. And then Richard was like, I'm not gonna send you a picture of my dick. And he's like, fuck you. And like, you know, what's your fucking problem? You know, like, like told Richard off. And was like, oh my god. And like blocked him. Sure. And I was like, oh my god. Who knew the wheelchair guy is a dick? Okay, that's not the point of the story though. So, so who messages you on grinder? I mean, scruff. Okay, disabled veterans. Yeah. Elderly Chinese people. Okay. Um, a lot of Kim Jong Un lookalikes message me. Hot, super hot. I'm always like, you can fire your missile over here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of the times who people who message me. Um, so anyway, but but there was this, so if I if I ever hook up with someone that I'm interested in, it's because I've done a lot of work. I yeah. have I have to turn on the charm a hundred percent. 
I'm super charming on and this scruff or grinder. So there's this guy who is super, super tall on scruff. Like his, I'm not even joking, six foot ten, it says on his height. Right? Mm-hmm. And then on the profile it says like he says something like, Hey, if I don't talk to you, don't take it personally. Uh, get a thick skin or something like that, right? Okay. Okay. Whatever, right? Uh-huh. So then I message him. I go, hey. And he goes, hey. And I go, oh, so are you really six foot ten? Because also he doesn't look six foot ten. And the weight, he's like, it's like six foot ten, 168 pounds or something like that, right? What? And like, yeah. And I'm like, what? This is, I go, so I thought maybe it was a typo. Yeah. So I go, I, I go, are you really six foot ten? And he goes, conversation over. <laughs> you don't end conversations that way usually? <laughs> no. And I, I pointed out to him, I go, aren't you Mr. Thick Skin? Aren't you Mr. <laughs> I just asked you about your height. And he went, conversation over. It's so, this is such a disgusting thing that we do. Why do we put up with this and why do we do this? I don't know, but man, I'm going to tell you. Those grinder apps at Scruff, they are the biggest and most amazing time waster. And I bet you, you know, it's probably amazing at like a play when you're alone and you're there for 15 minutes at intermission. That intermission go, cause I've been at plays before grinder and you have to sit there for intermission by yourself, you know, to go see a friend or something. Right. And it's, it's it, 15 minutes has never been so long, you know? Right. But with grinder, man, it's like done. done. You yep. know? And so, I, I mean, those, those apps are amazing for that. But anyway, so I met this guy. I think there's some, this might be a recurring person. There's promise in this one. He is from Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not going to say too much, but he works in children's entertainment. I'll say that. Okay. okay. He works in children's entertainment. And, uh, but what's funny is every time I bring it up, and it's very interesting children's entertainment. It's the kind of children's entertainment you would have questions about. Right. Anytime you bring it up, even a very non-confrontational kind of way, he gets, like, really mad. No, not mad. He's, like, super sensitive. Like, uh, I'm going to make up what it is. It, he's not, for instance, he's not a clown at parties, right? So right. I'm like, oh, so do, do you ever have kids throw balloons at you? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I mean, I guess I do. And, oh, yeah. oh, speaking of catfish, get this. I, okay. So the, the the children's entertainment that he works in is actually famous, okay? Um, I'm trying to find a way to tell this story and not make it confusing. He, sure. he works in a form of children's entertainment that would be very well known. And so he was telling me about it, and so I decided to look it, it up on um, Wikipedia, right? Because he mm-hmm. gave me one name. He, in, in fact, to this day, he thinks that I think his name is Bobby. Okay. Okay. But I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it says that the person who plays this character um, goes by a different name. And I was like, this guy was fucking catfishing me, man. He was goddamn catfishing me, right? I'm all, yeah. I want to see what the real guy looks like. I put in the name. It's him. Oh, he just wants you to not be able to Google him. Yes. Huh. So it, it really is him. So... Such a tricky, tricky world we live in. I mean, I guess I could sort of respect that. You and I both know the crazy people who are on Grinder and Scruff. Sure. So I can I can respect it, but I think it's funny that he hasn't told me yet. Well, it's just interesting that he would reveal specifics about the job that he has, but not his name. 
I know. I think that's really weird, too. Well, I will say it came up naturally in the conversation yeah. by mere coincidence. Um, my nieces happened to enjoy that particular form of entertainment. And he was like, oh, I actually happen to do that. You know? Sure. Sure. And so, uh, yeah. So huh. that's the thing. But next, so we'll see. This is a developing situation, people. I'm interested. That sounds very interesting. Yesterday night, Joey, I went, we talked on the phone right before this. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, I got to go because I'm going to a leather bar. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. And I was like, I can't wait for the podcast. Joe, I did not know things like this existed outside of Queer as Folk. I, okay, first we went to a bar called The Eagle in San Francisco, and it was like sadistic Saturdays is what they called it. And like, there was like a stage and this guy was getting like tied up, like really intricate knots and stuff. And it was boring. And I'm, I like walk in in my like cardigan and my Converse sneakers and everybody's wearing like leather pants and no shirt and like leather suspenders. You know, what's so funny is not so much anymore, but when Mike was younger, he bore, he bore a very, very strong resemblance to John Ritter. TV's Jack Tripper, to the point that one time a woman walked up to Mike and told her, him, her, him, whatever with Mike, told Mike that, that she was his drama teacher and that he looked just like John Ritter at Mike's age. So when you told this story about the leather bar, I'm imagining like Jack Tripper from TV's <laughs> company. The Regal Beagle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Regal Beagle with a leather bar. The Regal Eagle. Close. So... Um, I went to the Eagle and we had like a couple of drinks, but then we we ended up walking to a few other joints, uh, kind of in the area, and we settled in finally at a place called the Powerhouse in San Francisco, and it was it was like it was also a leather bar, but it was a little less formal, <laughs> like there were people dressed like I was, and it was like comfortable. It was packed, and then. Um, I was with my friend Ricardo and he was like, we need to go to the back room here, the smoking patio. And neither of us smoke. So I was like a little confused. We walk outside, Joey, and it's like a like an alleyway of patio, like open air. Right. But it's like really not very big and it's packed wall to wall with men. And you walk out and there were people just masturbating and people having sex outside in just on this bar and so of course i sit down and i just watch a little bit but like i like people would try to like grab you and you just are supposed to move your hand move them away and i'm just sitting watching a little bit and drinking and then like maybe every 20 minutes the like the bar back will come outside and he's like all right everybody put your dicks away this isn't the kind of bar you're at and then he like walks right back in nobody does anything nobody changes anything they're doing the barback just comes out and yells at every 20 minutes. Is that the weirdest thing? I never go to a bar. I would love. No one ever jacks off in front of me. No one ever just has random sex in front of me. You would have there you would have seen it. And it, it was were any of them hot. Yeah, there were there were certainly hot ones there. And they probably all are spreading meningitis to one another, but Oh yeah, that's a big thing here in the WeHo. People are dying. Yeah. Two people died in New York, right? And then one in West Hollywood just died. So, Oh, but, my God. Here we go. Part two. 
I know, shit like this is why, because they're just out there fucking, and Joey, it was random, random fucking, it was like, this like, wait, 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 skinny, ew, ew, wait, 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 look, look, no, look, ew, this is gross, and I'll tell you why, not for the debauchery of it all, but I'm just thinking about it, because I'm thinking about when I have sex, and I'm sure straight and gay people can relate to this, there's something chemically that happens when you're having sex that all the things you find gross turn off when you're having sex. Sure. And then the second you come, it's gone. You're like, you smell just like horrible yeah. smells. And you're like, you feel guilty. Like, did I really just do that? Yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast before. No one, no one is more homophobic than I am after I come. <laughs> I'm like, I did what with a man? <laughs> Ew, and I run out. So that actually sounds really, really, really gross. So there must have been horror. Like you're trying to drink your Stella Artois and you're smelling some guy's full on like bonch getting. Well, it wasn't really smelly. I mean, it it is a smoking patio. So people were smoking. So that's pretty much what you smell. And I don't know. It was just a very, very weird experience. And I don't, I'm, I am so awkward. And so. <laughs> Like people come up and like sit down next to me, and I'm like, "Oh, hi, I'm Mike. I've I've never been here before." <laughs> like, I know. Imagine if you're just you're just really trying to get a smoke. You're like, I just wanted to smoke a cigarette, and some guys like, <laughs> you know, fucking be DP'd, you know, right there in front right? of you. Yeah. No, totally. And they, there were weird mashups of people because it was like, like this skinny, like hairy chest, pale white Jewish guy with like curly hair comes out and. He get and then this like big, like muscular, like Hispanic guy comes out and just fucks him. I don't know. It was so weird. It was just a very weird experience. But I'm glad I went because now I could say, I've 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 seen it and I know that it exists. Mike, that sounds utterly disgusting. Mike, when I go to San Francisco, take me to that. <laughs> yes, we'll go. <laughs> What's happening in L.A.? Anything? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. This is the craziest story. So some guy walked into a Home Depot in L.A. Mm-hmm. And just walked up to, like, the like, saw and just he got grabbed a saw and then started sawing his own arms off. Like an electric saw, right? Yeah, like an electric saw. Crazy. Here's where the guy's dumb. What I would have done, because he did it himself. That's hard. There's all those Mexicans standing outside. I would have hired a couple to saw my arms off. <laughs> Just give yeah. them lunch. Give them lunch and drop them back off at the same place. Okay. No, but you know what's actually kind of cool is, so he started sawing his own arm off and then he like, passed out from the pain. And um, like this badass paramedic, I, I didn't, they didn't show a picture of him, but I have this imagination that he's hot because paramedics are always hot. And um, he was a fireman, an off-duty fireman, actually. Oh, he was an off-duty. Okay. It's even hotter. Off-duty fireman, like, totally did, like, badass MacGyver shit and, like, used stuff in the hardware store, like, tourniquet his arms, like, save the guy's life right there. That is right. so fucking hot. I would have blown him right there. Okay, this is what I would have done. I would have taken the guy's arm and jacked him off with that guy's arm. That's how turned Ew. on I <laughs> Not your own arm? No, because I, you know, when I, I don't like giving hand jobs. My arm gets tired. But this guy's arm, you know, it, he's not using it. So I would have just used... This guy's arm to jack off the fireman. <laughs> the guy was clearly crazy. What was he trying to prove? Was he trying to kill himself? 
or was he just nuts? No, they said he. There's a very small percentage of people have this like disease where they um, feel like almost like a, a transgender person. I'm not liking another transgender person, but the same right. way a transgender person doesn't feel right in their body, yeah, they don't feel right with limbs, and so like they just try and like they go crazy and they want to get get their limbs cut off. Holy shit! I I can almost kind of relate in what? that I was, yeah. <laughs> I was okay. using this like really horrible deodorant and it was making my left arm, only my left arm actually, my left underarm just like itch really badly. And mm. I would scratch to the point where like blood would come out, but I wouldn't, I couldn't stop scratching. But finally I changed deodorant and I don't have it anymore. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds just like this disease that the man had. <laughs> Maybe that guy uses degree deodorant. Degree deodorant was what did it to me. Maybe, Maybe. he's like, I can't take it anymore. And I, gonna go to home depot and saw off my arm hey uh joe do you remember the movie in 1988 called the new adventures of pippi longstocking no well the actress who played pippi longstocking in that movie i wish you had known it but she was just arrested because on because she was uh not going to school and she was flying around in a bed (laughs) close because she picked up a horse in front of a cop (laughs) Walnut Creek police said that uh, Tammy Aaron, who was actually born Tamara Aaron Kleiman, was placed under arrest by her. Oh, she was placed under citizen's arrest first by her roommate after the two began arguing shortly after pizza was delivered to their apartment. (laughs) Is that strange? So I guess this woman lives up here. I don't know what she does for work. The, The article doesn't say. But she was taken to jail because they started getting in a fight. And she's been responding on Twitter to, like, media uh, questions. And basically she's saying everything is 100% lies. In fact, the San Francisco Chronicle tweeted her and she responded, um, 100% lies. You should be ashamed of lying. (laughs) And that message has since been deleted. Now I'm going to go live with my father who's a pirate. (laughs) Wasn't like the father like a pirate who only came to town every once in a while, or like a sailor or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I barely remember that movie, actually. It was... Now, now I'm going to go hang out with um, Astrid and... What was the name of the boy or something like that? You remember more than I do. I used to love the old Swedish Pippi Longstocking movies. Um, they were clearly overdubbed. You know, yeah. in fact, that's who, that's who I'm imagining in this, is the old Pippi Longstocking. Um, which I was like, why doesn't that bitch go to school? You know, I was like, whatever. She hated school. And yeah. People were okay with that. People were like, yeah, she just she doesn't go to school. <laughs> She'll be okay. Clearly, you guys need to stay in school. Otherwise, you'll be fighting over pizza in your 40s. Yeah. And I was like, what did she do all day? Because she was always doing things in the story. Like, oh, she's busy, like, flying around on her bed and stuff like that. And I was like, ugh. I would get out of that town, that boring town, and go somewhere interesting. Stay there. Um... Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I guess she's yeah. Maybe this is just the further adventures of Pippi Longstocking, you know. Yeah, and it's just sad. She's fighting over pizza and getting arrested. It the story keeps calling the man she was fighting with her roommate, but then I guess in January the this man put out uh there was a restraining order against her, and then he like took it back and they resolved everything. I think they might be more than roommates, but I don't know. They live together, though. That's that's for sure. So, you know this Justin Bieber, right? 
You ever hear of him? Yeah. He lives out here in L.A. He, this guy's a kook monster. Yeah. And Frank? Yeah. I was going to talk about him going to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he goes to the Aunt Frank Museum. Mm-hmm. And then he like he goes after hours and he leaves. And I'm totally paraphrasing here. But he's like, oh, it's overwhelming being here. She sounds like a cool girl. Uh, I bet she would have been a believer. Yeah. He said, I hope she would have been a believer. I know, and then did you see the pictures of him leaving the place? He looked like a lunatic. No, I haven't seen any pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a picture of him walking out, and he looks like a lunatic. It, it, but it is one of my, it reminds me of one of my favorite stories, speaking of Anne Frank. So I guess years ago, I don't know how long ago, Natalie Portman was in a production of The Diary of Anne Frank on Broadway, mm-hmm. and the reviewer hated it. I don't know who this reviewer is. I'm sorry, I'm, you're not going to get credit for this amazing joke. But he said that the play was so bad that when the Nazis came in looking for her, he he, he just wanted at one point to say, like, she's behind the wall. <laughs> just so the play would be over. Um, that, was my LA, that was my other L.A. story. What's going on in uh, the Bay Area? Well, aside from Pippi Longstocking, there's, this is the second one of these that I heard of. This is just happening a lot lately. People are getting arrested for leaving their babies in hot cars. Oh, that happens all the time, man. Well, like, I don't really understand. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. It's like, what's wrong with people? So I guess the law is parents need to understand that leaving a child unattended in a vehicle under the age of seven is illegal. So you can leave a seven-year-old in a car, no problem. But a five-year-old, you can't. I don't, I don't really understand why that line is drawn there. Because like, a seven-year-old could get out of the car or at least get attention from other people passing by or something. I, it could also be that a seven-year-old doesn't have to be in a car seat. I bet you six and under have to be in a car seat. And so um, they're trapped in there where a seven-year-old can maneuver himself better. That's my guess at the logic. Sure. Here's the deal. I won't leave my phone in a car. I'm not going to leave a child. Yeah, that's true. I'm always like, oh, my God, it's too hot for my phone. <laughs> So all of these babies are getting left in cars and people are freaking out. But it's also like 70 degrees here. It's not really hot. but Yeah, it doesn't. But that doesn't matter because the car is like an oven, essentially. So it would get much hotter than it is outside. So is this have to do with heat then? So I, I like, is it OK to leave a five year old in the winter in the car? No, I don't don't get this. I feel like it's kind of arbitrary. No, don't leave people in cars. Do not do it. <laughs> Don't do it. This is don't. I'm going to have lots of babies and leave them all in cars. No, don't do it, Mike. Don't do it, Mike. Oh, Joey, this is kind of an Oakland story, kind of something that happened to me last week. At the local gay bar, the White Horse that I went to, there was an older man, like really old. Um, Well, let me tell you the story and you can figure out how old he was. So he, he was an older guy and he was sitting all alone. And I sat down next to him because my friend was on the other side. There was an empty seat between my friend and him. And I kind of said hi to him and talked a little bit. And he told me, Are you giving me the lyrics of the Piano Man song? (laughs) (laughs) The Billy Joel song? Yeah. That's what they're like. He's sitting next to his old man. He starts at a bar. (laughs) Close. He, but. 
he said he started coming to this bar in 1967 when he was in grad school. So he's an old guy, right? And the this bar was the first gay bar on this side of the Mississippi. And it used to be a Chinese food restaurant that had an entrance on one side. And then the gay people had to come in through the back. Well, they're good at that. They would go to the bar and the fa- there was a family entrance in the front for the Chinese food. And he like had all this history of the bar that I've been going to. And it was so interesting, like the reconstruction they did on the bar because people were throwing firebombs through through the windows in the front. So they had to like change the the orientation of everything. And it was just incredible to hear all these stories from this old guy. But I guess this bar that I've been going to, the White Horse, it's called the White Horse um, Inn. The White Horse Inn, but everyone just calls it the White Horse, is I guess there's like tons of history there that I knew nothing about. So I'm super excited to like go in, look some of this up because I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Did you have any other stories or are we? No. What are you? Um, go ahead. What are you up to next week? So, okay. So my friend Melissa is getting married. Next week? Next week. Whoa. Here's the weird thing. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about this wedding. Well, here, let me tell you. Let me. I'm not going to bury the lead. Her dad, for a, a number of reasons that we won't get into, can't come out for the wedding. It's very sad. So she asked me to walk her down the aisle. Holy moly. So it's weird. Everyone's been like, oh, my God, Joe, that's such an honor. But, like, yeah. I'm, like, scared. Like, it's almost like. It's so easy, though. Why, why are you scared? You're going to trip and fall or what? Not scared that I'm going to trip and fall. But it's, it's such it's such an honor that's humbling. Does that make sense? Like, oh, I do what? You know, like, uh, I just love, you know, at the point, there's a point in the wedding where they say, who gives this bride away? And it's usually like, you know, her father or her uncle or her brother. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, her gay Mexican friend. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to really say that. <laughs> I'll record it. Don't. Um, okay. So, but this wedding has been so humorous to me. Mike, I love Melissa. I know Melissa. I'm honored to walk her down the aisle. I love Pat. I love her husband-to-be. I'm happy to give him, give her to him. And to present it, <laughs> like she's yours to give. She's mine for the next week. I'm I'm gonna like take the veil off and give her a kiss on the cheek and all that, or the forehead or whatever you do. Anyway, are you gonna ask for a dowry? I'm gonna get the father daughter dance. Okay. <laughs> what do you have going on this week? Well, a couple of things. I uh, just switched gym, so I'm now going to the YMCA, and I am. I've... Are you trying to fit every gay stereotype? Are you going to join the Navy next? Maybe. But I I started going to the Y and um, got – it's not a personal trainer. They have like a computer system, but there's like a – I got all set up on that, and I'm um, just energetic to go, so I'll be doing that this week. But then on Wednesday, I will be uh, speaking at a Cal Berkeley class. This is my second one that I've done. There's a class on like new media and – uh, health nonprofits, and it's through the School of Public Health. And so I am speaking this week on YouTube, using YouTube in a nonprofit campaign, 
and how to measure the impact and blah, boring, boring, boring. But I'm excited and scared and have, I, it's a lot of work. So I have a lot of like planning and stuff to do for, for that, which is Wednesday. And that's, that's pretty much all I got going on. Lots of swimming, lots of YMCA time, and then getting ready for this talk. Mike. Joe. Can I admit something? Can I admit something to you? Yeah. I got a message on Scruff while you were talking. Uh huh. And I totally went on Scruff and was like looking at the message. <laughs> Joe, I op I opened my grinder when we were talking about it to see if I had messages. <laughs> this is so bad. We have a problem. Oh my god, I'm deleting it today. I'm not. <laughs> Joe, it's a problem, right? It is. It's addicting. Like I, I was, I was with people today. They were talking to me, and I couldn't stop staring at my phone. <laughs> I just got another message right now. Literally, just got a message. R, someone named R, just woofed at me. I have like four waiting, but I'm not actually looking at messages right no, now. I, I was, I'm no, I looked at the messages. I looked at the messages while you're talking about the YMCA. I'm not even joking. Do you remember Kyle? I told you a story about briefly. He, he, and I. Um, he works at the local theater and we were like not dating, but we met on Grindr at the CVS. So oh, last, yeah, 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 yeah. last time that we went to dinner together, we both, I told him I had quit Grindr and he's like, you know what? I'm going to quit too. Cause it, you know, all of the reasons he's like, I'll wake up at 2am and I'll like want to check my Grindr to make sure nobody messaged me. I don't do I that. I did with that last night. Text. Yeah. But then what's funny is I got on my Grindr app again. And he messaged me and he was like, looks like we both fell off the wagon because we're both, <laughs> we're both on it again. <laughs> All right. Well, I got grinder messages to, to respond to. So we should get going. Mike, I'm not even joking. R just woofed at me and I need to get back to him too. So uh, <laughs> it was nice catching up with you, Mike. All right. Bye, Joe. Bye, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um